to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Faith. Hey! So, Faith, it, you may not know it, but we're in the... we're. We're in 2019 now. Ooh. Hello, Ooh. in the future, which is uh, filled with ghosts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and we're gonna talk about a few people. Um, and by a few, I mean exactly three. And all three of these people are people I have very little ideas about. It's probably a bulk of Marvel characters for me, honestly. Like me going through these books, I'm just like, yeah, I picked up a lot of stuff, but like, I just, I have no idea about almost all of these, so we're just gonna kind of get into it. But so the first thing, it's clobbering time. The first person, I should say, not thing, is Siren. Do you have an idea? Any idea about Siren? Uh, no. No? I know Banshee. (laughs) And Songbird. I'm guessing she's very similar. Well, I mean, uh, I'll I'll give you a hint. She has the gift of the gab. She's she's Irish. Oh, yeah. So, like, exactly like Banshee and Songbird. Cover cover your ears because we're talking about Siren. Uh, but Siren, um, it, what do you think she wears? I do want to I do want to uh, tell you just real quick. She showed up in the early eighties, so just let that okay. maybe infirm infirm what you. And I'll also say it's okay. based off of Banshee's outfit as well. Okay, so like, uh, probably green. Yes. Probably a leotard. No. Wow. Okay. She ha- That's kind of surprising. She, like, she technically has pants, but there's a glaring oh. issue I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Like, like it's, it's basically like, think of Banshee, but like, but like, uh. Oh my god, disco. she's exactly like Banshee. Like like very <laughs> disco. Yes. Like, oh wow. Yeah, but so what? So if you would describe it. Uh so she's wearing a jumpsuit. Yeah. That is a would you say that's a half zip or a full zip? I would it's say that there is almost no zip there and it's just an incredibly deep V going down <laughs> a little bit above above her uh belly button, navel. maybe. Yeah. But um, it, it, it looks high-waisted as well. The belt looks like it's high-waisted. Yeah. Say that. <laughs> Not a good combo. No. She has, like, she has, like, flying squirrel wings. Yeah, like, that the, are, like, like, her, like Banshee. Like Banshee. That yeah. are, like, black and yellow. Yeah. She has red hair. Yeah. Uh, and very yellow boots, shoes. Uh, I would say they they look like killed boots, but like not like yeah. ridiculous, not as ridiculous as some women's shoes in comics. Um, yeah, they look like they're probably like an inch higher than you would see a lot of like the dudes with like killed boots. Yeah, so yeah, not like bad. I'd say 
But uh, my main problem is uh, she's a person who who flies using her mouth, which is a dumb banshee thing. <laughs> and that belt ain't doing nothing. No, and it is high waisted. But I do say, like, like with very minor adjustments, a plus. Yeah. With very minor adjustments. Yeah. Right now, it's like a, it's like a B plus. Yeah. But but yeah. It's like it's like they took Banshee's outfit and they're like, let's make it sexy. Well, and Banshee's supposed to be like kind of a sexy dude as yeah. well. So like they made him like made it like a little bit too sexy. They're like, make the V deeper. <laughs> How deep can we get this V? <laughs> Pretty deep before before, <laughs> before the comics code says anything. Yeah, before the censors <laughs> do us. But but so her her real name is Tessa Rourke. She is a student. Her identity is secret. She is a citizen of Ireland with no criminal record and still a minor, which is another. So she has no other alias. So she goes by Siren or Tessa or not Tessa, uh, T- Teresa. Um, her birthplace was Casty Keep in County Mayo, or in Ireland. And uh, right now she's single. So if you're like 15 or 16, ladies, gentlemen, in betweeners. <laughs> Uh, her father is she, uh, Sean Casty, also known as Banshee. Maeve uh, Rourke, who is Cassidy, who is her mother. And then Thomas Black Tom Cassidy, which is her cousin, also goes by Black Tom Cassidy. Which, and he, like, can do, like, shoot energy through, like, wood stuff. Uh, I think now he's like a tree man, but before he just had a shillelagh and he shot like blast through it. Oh, well, there you go. She is the former ally of Black Tom Cassidy and the Juggernaut, and a current member of the Fallen Angels. Um, and she first showed up in Spider Woman, sorry, issue number thir- uh, thirty-seven in April, nineteen eighty. Who am I? And um. The cover is basically looks like they're in like an area with lots of like silver silver ingots, and Spider Woman is like taken down, taken down Siren, and like the Juggernaut's kind of just standing in the background, very menacingly. It also says, and in the corner, it has a picture of uh, David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury. With a scar and says, listen up, troops. Nick Fury's in this one, too. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, yeah, so let's get to her story. She is a mutant, the mutant daughter of Sean Cassidy, the mutant that became known as Banshee. And Maeve Vork. At the time of marriage, Cassidy... Uh, Sean Cassidy worked as an Interpol agent. Not long after being sent on an undercover anti-terrorist mis- uh, mission, uh, which kept him out of touch of his family for about a year and a half. Uh, he, neither Sean or Maeve knew at the time that she was pregnant. Uh, she remained at Cassidy Keep, the family castle, until uh, during a pregnancy. In the time immediately following uh, Teresa's birth, 
uh, so relatively few people knew of Teresa's ex- existence. Sometime after that, she was killed in an IRA or the Irish Republic Republican Army bombing, along with a number of other people. Uh, those who knew of Teresa's existence uh, assumed that she too was killed in the explosion, which made the corpses of its many victims unrecognizable and decided not to sh- tell Sean Cassidy that Maeve had a daughter in order to spare additional grief. <sighs> okay, I have problems. Yeah. <laughs> Several. So, first off, uh, I don't, like, go, I don't do, like, a lot of reading into the to the stuff, because I like having organic reactions. So, you know, if there's stuff I don't know, because I have a fairly good base knowledge anyway. At the time, the IRA was very uh, active. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I can understand using that as a plot line. But at the same time, like. I read comics to get away from real life stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like there they can is comment. No escapism here. Like, like again, you, I like commenting. You know, using metaphor is a little different yeah. than being like this real life terrorist group. Oh, well, a terrorist group like killed these comic book characters. Yeah, hey, uh, remember that terrible thing that happened? Uh, here it is, happening in your comic. Whenever you uh, basically hide a kid away from their parents and away from their father, who probably would, you know, care about them a lot if they knew about them, especially after the wife died, like, maybe there could be some solace in the yeah. death. But like he now it just has family floating around that he doesn't know about. And yeah. he has to also deal with the death of his wife. Like, like I mean uh, Like there's no good reason. There's for no it. this is it's it's a lot of tragedy for something I know is not gonna like end like super badly. So Yeah. Yeah, but I just have I just have some problems with uh with how that was set up, but um, Sheen was filled with so much anguish when he returned and learned of Maeve's death that he left Cassidy's keep and threw him in a series threw himself into a series of highly dangerous missions in order to lose himself in uh in the in his work. Eventually, this led. To his resignation from Interpol and uh, his later involvement with Factor 3, who I do not know anything about Factor 3. Who is Factor Mm -mm. 3? So, Factor 3. Oh, okay. So, Factor 3 first appeared through two of its agents, Banshee and the Ogre. Oddly enough, through the organization's credo, involved in the prosperity of the mutant's race, became the third world power after. The U.S. and U.S.S.R.? Well, then, U.S.S.R. Ogre was not a mutant at all, but was merely a paid mercenary relied on technology. Uh, I... They didn't appear in a lot. They were, like, in 30... They appeared in, uh, the, the X-Men 20... Uh, no, issue number 28, and disbanded in the X-Men issue number 39. Oh, wow. 
Wow. So they were probably like, they probably were done doing like Magneto storylines and needed a new group of people to fight. <laughs> yeah. Unknown to Sean, the baby Teresa had been found in the explosion uh, by his cousin, Black Tom Cassidy. Suspected that she might be superhumanly powered mutant like himself and her father. Uh, he decided to raise her secretly by himself. Uh, her power, her sonic powers emerged at puberty, and a few years afterward, Black Tom coerced her, uh, coerced her aid into criminal crimes. But her heart was never in a life of crime, and she, and she pursued it because the man who raised her told her to do. She did call him uncle, even though she's he technically a cousin. Once removed. Um, I don't know why they added that, but whatever. Actually, you know what? That's probably a no prizing thing. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm just like, wait. Are they? <laughs> How are they related? They're just like, oh, I guess we've got to put a note in here. Oh, I guess we should probably clarify that. Eventually, uh, Teresa accompanied Black Tom and the juggernaut to San Francisco in to a system in criminal activity. And then that's where she started to apply, apply, uh, employing the name of Siren. And that's when she battled the first Spider-Woman and the one of many Spider-Women and several of the X-Men. Uh, this conflict ended in Black, uh, Black Tom's temporary capture. While in custody, Black Tom gentlemanly exonerated uh, Teresa of responsibility for his crimes and wrote a letter to to sean about who she was the x-men brought Teresa back to their headquarters where she was joyfully reunited with her father and she went to live with her father who is now a former x-men who now just kind of lives that Cassidy keeps because he's no longer doing a lot of stuff and uh, she also she recently she joined a small group of superhuman mutants known as the Fallen Angels, that is, um, kind of like a short run. It's where you got like Boom Boom, and a couple other mutants that people oh, like a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So she's six five. I'm not six five. Sorry, four five six. So actually, kind of tall for like a teen. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's like on the younger side. And uh, she weighs one. She weighs 112. Oh my god. She's. <laughs> she's a stick. She's tiny. I could kind of believe it with how she's drawn. Yeah. She's very slender. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't seem to be like super muscular. She's not nearly as gangly as she should be, though. No, she, she should be way more gangly. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh she has blue eyes and reddish blonde hair. Uh she possesses the human the normal human strength of a girl her age who does a lot of regular exercise. Not like intense exercise, just moderate regular exercise. Yeah. 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 Uh so her power is she can scream. Real well. Scream. Yep, and has limited psionic powers, which can be used in conjunction with the noise she produces. Um, 
she can basically do what Banshee does, so she can kind of, uh, to which there's a list now. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, so she can vibrate over a wide range of vibrator vocal cords over a wide range of uh, sonic frequencies and producing a noise ranging up to at least 140 decibels. Um, Her voice is, her vocal cords are tremendously strong and she can produce sonic effects through screaming constantly for hours at a time without noticeably injuring or tiring or injuring her vocal cords. Um, which is pretty good, I guess. I guess mm-hmm. she also has good breath control, like circular breathing. Also, apparently her throat and mouth are also super tough, which that's a thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> yep. I mean, I did need that information, I would assume. Yeah. But, you know. If you're screaming a lot. Yeah. She can also make like a force field that whenever she screams, like she makes kind of like a force field around her that kind of protects herself from her own screaming. And uh, she can. Uh, But it doesn't really affect anything else. So, like, she can't make, like, a force field to, like, protect herself from anything but her own voice. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. Uh, It is possible that if she was using her sonic power to shatter an object, the sound waves that reflected back directly at her would not prevent uh, her being stunned by, like, the impact. So, if she got, like, feedback, it probably wouldn't protect her. It seems like it's just an outward facing. It's not like inward facing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she can also use her screams to propel herself through the air, making her the stealthiest X-Men if you need a flyer, obviously. Because you're just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> just like, what's that? I don't uh... <laughs> It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a screaming woman. <laughs> like, Sorry, we need you. We need you to fly over here. You need to be real stealthy. Okay. <laughs> and then they're just like, what is that? <laughs> and they also kind of know prize um, how she's able to like speak while she's flying. She has like psionic abilities, which can kind of like shape her sound things. I don't care, honestly. It makes no sense that I hate that she could fly. Yeah, right? It makes no sense. Like, Songbird makes a little bit more sense, because she psionically yeah. enhances yeah. Her, her screaming and stuff. She flies through psionic powers, and not through screaming, which they no-prize this. It being something, I'm just, it doesn't make sense even within... Like, internal Marvel logic. Yeah. Just, just, I wish I could just scream at the ground and go away from wherever I am, though. (laughs) Like, even, like, even, like, cannonballs, like, powers, he turns into a rocket. His makes some sense internally. Yeah. But, like, not hers. I don't, 
She can also basically use like sonar, basically as well, which I don't. She doesn't have super hearing. She protects herself from her own. I'm not going to get into it <laughs> with that. <laughs> it's just a whole lot of a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. But but yeah, I think we're pretty much done with her. So have any thoughts, feelings? I it's like they were like, okay, so what if we had Banshee, but he was a lady? Yeah. And somebody at Marvel was like, okay. Well, there's a lot of those. Half of them there come is. out being pretty decent characters. So, yeah. that's something. Well, um, I think we're pretty much done, so let's do your plugs. Alright, uh, go read my webcomic. It's called Grace's Wings. It's at graceswings.com. It is an urban fantasy about a four higher exorcist. You should go read it because one day I would like it to pay my bills. Okay. Um, my name is Jesse. I have a podcast called Creepy Critters where I talk about cryptids. I also have another pod. Well, I also have a cat that that has four thumbs. He's my little cryptid, Dexter. You can look at pictures of him on Instagram uh, and. That would be at Marvelous Mooch. And while you're on Instagram, you might as well look at the Instagram for uh, Alphabet Flight, which is on at Alphabet Flight, just like it is with my Twitter. And if you want to join me on join the Facebook group on on Facebook, then just go to HodgePod Group and on Facebook, uh, and you can look at pictures of all the creatures people are talking about on those uh besides that uh i also have a patreon where if i get 25 dollars a month i will do an extra episode a week where i talk about marvel i mean marvel pets out of the marvel pets handbook this is alphabet flight and may madcap show you how truly meaningless life is good night bye, bye.